Hey guys, JY here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Chewing the Fat. Today, CV and I chewed the fat with Sean and Ella from the Feel Good Hood and Feel Good Dips. Feel Good Dips is a side project started by Sean and Ella during lockdown that incorporates cold water therapy and breath work at the beach to help the community feel good physically, mentally, and emotionally. In this episode, we talk about how cold water therapy works and how it helps, the power of gratitude, how important community is, and Chris and I make a pact to get up at the crack of dawn and get out of our comfort zones. CDF is proudly brought to you by 3PS. 3PS is an Australian-owned evidence-based supplement range developed by coaches and sports dietitians, providing some of the highest quality all-natural supplements on the market. CTF listeners are entitled to 15% off at checkout using the code CTF15 at 3ps.com.au. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you haven't already, and you can find us on Instagram at chewingthefat underscore podcast, as well as at CV Physiotherapy and at Equinox PS. Let's go! Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you're listening to the podcast. This is Chewing the Fat. I'm JY. I'm joined as always by CB, Chris Bryson. And today we are joined by the lovely Sean Abbasiri and Ella Pike from the Feel Good Hood. Guys, how are we? Amazing. We're so good. Good. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to have you both with us today, guys. Now, the main reason we are here is to talk about your joint venture, the Feel Good Hood. Can you tell us what the Feel Good Hood is all about? So we're working our way up towards the Feel Good Hood. Um, right now at the moment, we're, we're doing a community called Feel Good Dips, where we jump into the water twice a week um, on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, our community is growing pretty, pretty big at the moment. Um, and then, yeah. Feel Good Hood, though, is something that we want to look into next year. And we want to have like a hybrid wellness center where we embody all things feel good. So we want to do... The gym element, like the standard wellness center stuff, and then saunas, ice baths, but we also wanted to make breath work and meditation a massive part of it, um, and obviously then bring the Feel Good Dips community vibe to it as well. We wanted to have like a safe space for people to come and hang out and feel like they're a part of, I guess, I don't know, we wanted a safe space for people to come and watch sport and hang out without needing to drink and get drunk and do all the standard stuff mm. that our generation kind of pushes towards <laughs> sure does doesn't it yeah it does yeah no that's awesome and if anybody is interested in checking out feel good dips um can find them on instagram at feel good dips yeah. the the community has grown massively i remember a few times early on checking some of your stories and some of your posts you had a handful of people and yeah. a few of them were what look like close partners and friends right. mostly our friends for the first like three weeks yeah that's not the case anymore. It's exploded. No, like last week we had 85 people on Sunday. It was pretty magic. Um, we started off with five people in end of August. Yeah, like two months ago it was five was people. Unreal. And now there's 85 people in the water on a Sunday. Yeah, it's incredible. And especially to do that during lockdown where it's like, you know, everybody's spread out. Everyone's sort of almost disintegrated a little bit. To right. be able to get that many people together for something that... I guess such has, has such a positive impact on them as well would be. Well, being, we did this thing 
growing up, I always had the highlight of my day at the dinner table every night. So we always talked about, no matter how bad our day was, we always expressed like what the best part of our day was because we had food and a roof and whatever. So we started doing that in the water, but then we, we kind of changed it to like a bit of a gratitude circle and watching like a whole bunch of strangers in the water getting, not vulnerable, but kind of like, some of them are too nervous to like say hi to a stranger in the street and now they're saying their name and what they're grateful for. It's honestly like... It's I just so can't explain how, how much happiness it brings me. And everyone else, like, people are making friends. Yeah, it's just magic. Yeah, so these 85 people, like, can we go into a bit more detail? So you guys are coming to the beach. It's, like, obviously freezing cold in the morning. From August, you guys have started in, in Melbourne. We're recording this morning. We've got yeah. a worldwide audience. But this is coming from Melbourne. It's about five degrees. Freezing cold. Right. So all these strangers are coming together and literally just talking about all the things that they're, they're, they're grateful for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else is going on here? So Wednesday mornings, we run breathwork first. So we meet down there at 6 a.m. and we do like four or five rounds of the Wim Hof breathing, which generally gets your body ready for the cold water. We hadn't been doing that on Sundays because we meet at 8.30 on Sundays and it's a bit more... I don't know, I just thought people would yell at us if we were meeting. <laughs> but Wednesdays it's like 6am, still dark. And But yeah, we're basically Wednesdays it's breath work first and get into the water, about 20 minutes in there, everyone says their name, what they're grateful for, and then we get out. And then Wednesdays, I mean, Sundays is... um. No breath work, but we always go and get coffee at one of the places in Elwood after. Everyone socializes, networks afterwards. Just a good vibe. People are like going on dates. People are making best friends. Like it's so beautiful. Like it's it's just it's so beautiful watching a community like this grow. Um, we've only been speaking for about five minutes, but it's cool how like proud you guys are of this already. Like I can just tell you guys are so excited to even be right. talking about this little community that you've grown in such a small space of time, like from five people to eighty-five people, and so especially in lockdown, especially in freezing cold Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah, it's impressive. What do you put that growth down to? Mm. I think you can feel that both Sean and I want to help people and make people feel good. Like Sean is a PT, I'm technically a beauty therapist who's now becoming a breathwork facilitator. So both of our passions are around making people feel good. Yeah. And we wanted to have a physical space open by next month actually. But obviously with the conditions of the world, we're not doing that for a little bit, but we wanted to like start making people feel good. So someone, the 440 South Yarra is one of our other favorite communities. And they suggested a beach community and we just did it thinking, who mm. cares if like, even if it's just all of our mates who already go swimming and then day one, there was one random and then all of a sudden each week, it's just like, it just keeps getting bigger and people are just so grateful that they've found other weirdos who are like getting in the water mm. and like talking shit about what they're grateful for in the water. Not only that, just, and then the cold water therapy benefits to the whole thing, whole part of it as well. What, um... Like, to start it off in the water, What was it the cold water therapy that made you think we should all get down there and use the beach? Or, like, how did it start as a beach thing? I know you mentioned before that you said you should do a beach thing with the 440, but, yeah, like, right. how'd that happen? Well, we're big followers of Wim Hof, yeah. one of yeah. Ella's favourites. Um, <laughs> he's been a massive part of this. For anybody who doesn't know, tell us about Wim Hof. Go on, you can do that. <laughs> okay, so Wim Hof is this Dutch journalist who is quite literally changing the way that doctors and scientists around the world look at the physiology of our body because he has proven that you can hack into your, um, you can change your innate immune response to different things. He's proven that you can keep your core body temperature the same even when you're submerged in ice for two hours, I think it was. So I first started doing his breathing last year. Oh no, I think you got me in the water first. No, I was having a really bad day and Sean's obviously my best mate. And he was like, he said to me, it was like October last year and he goes, I'm going, we're going to the beach. And I was like, no, we're not. And he goes, basically, I'm going to the beach. 
So I was having the worst day and he took me to the beach, forced me to get in the water and we stayed in for 10 minutes and I got out and I was like, whoa, I really needed that. And I knew <laughs> that that was part of the Wim Hof method. So then I went home and did the breathing. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, wow, everyone needs to know about this. And then we started doing the cold water for a year. Mm-hmm. And then we just, everyone needs, it just makes you feel so good. Mm. Like there's not one, you, you don't get out feeling shit. I mean, you feel cold, but once you warm yourself up, it's just, you just can't help but have a smile on your face after. I think most people describe Wim Hof as the crazy Dutch guy who, he uh, he went up to the Arctic Circle and was able to, yeah. like, what did he, was it a mountain? It was Everest mountain. Yeah, it was Everest. Mountain. He did base camp just in shorts, no, yeah. shoes, no shoes. And he ran a half marathon in the desert without any water. No, he ran a full marathon, half marathon at Everest base camp and a full marathon in the desert without any water. Right. Yeah. He's... Uh, He's nuts. Like, and if you don't, again, for someone to follow on Instagram, some of the stuff, the ice baths that he puts himself into and shows the breathing and all that, he's actually quite incredible. Do you know he's just started a podcast and each podcast guest, he serenades them with a song or a poem? Just in case anyone wanted like a good well, laugh. <laughs> you guys need to up your intro I was going to say, this is definitely uh, news to me. Chris has been thinking about it for a while. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, cool. So, I mean, yeah, just the, just the name, the Feel Good Hood, it's so catchy. Like, I feel good even just saying it. And I haven't even been down to one of these dips yet. Like, seriously. The, to play the devil's advocate in this, a lot of people will, will say, and I'm sure, that cold water sucks and then they hate it. And that doesn't feel good because it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, you guys are not that belief um how do you sway someone to thinking that you know obviously there's benefits to cold water that you guys have touched on people that just think that you know, that's horrible and that's uncomfortable like what's your response um if people don't believe that the best things in life are on the other side of their comfort zone then i don't know what to tell them <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, cool. the best things in life are on the other side of your comfort zone and getting into the water it's like you push through all of your conditioning that tells you that you can't be that cold well, we're mammals like we're so conditioned to be warm we have no brown fat as adults because we're not as exposed to the cold because we're just so humanized right. we put in jumpers and heaters and all that kind of stuff but our bodies can stay in the cold for so long mm-hmm. we just need to exercise that part of our it's increasing our vagal tone that's what it is people who don't like right. the cold water have low vagal tone <laughs> do you find that like there's people who get in there very hesitant the first time and then by the end of that they're hooked they're coming back every week they're you know they see it that quickly or does it is it a bit of a slow burn some people kind of have to push through give it a couple of cracks before they you know they come around to it i think it's pretty addictive like most of people coming through they're pretty addicted to it it's just a good vibe the first time there is a lot of resistance though yep like people there was actually one girl that nearly started crying in the water one day being like my my biggest fear is cold water and the ocean and i'm right now swimming in the deep part and it's the best thing ever so I think like if people do come down a little bit resistant, there's a whole community getting in. So everyone's kind of there to encourage you and you also don't want to be the first person to get out. Right. So you push past it and then you kind of push past your brain yeah. being like, get out. And yeah. then you realise that it's good. It's a bit easy doing it in the community field as well than just That's doing right. it on your own. That's like right. you guys have provided that sort of platform for people to be able to push themselves with other people rather than just you know, going by themselves. It's that herd mentality. If there's 85 people all doing the same thing, well, we can't be that bad, right? Whereas if it's that's just right. yourself on a beach at 6am in the freezing cold in the middle of winter in Melbourne, it's like, oh my God, no, that's so scary. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, nice. Um, brilliant. So, uh, I mean, this whole feel-good concept, it's, 
it seems to, you know, this mental health is something that we've spoken about quite a lot in our podcast and we're quite passionate about, especially with what the world has gone through, especially here in Melbourne, has gone through in the last sort of 18 months. Um, do you think that, you know, this sort of cold water and these dips are having a big change on people's mindsets and people's sort of mental health in general for the rest of the day or the rest of the week after they're, like you said, Ella, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone and, and experience something new? Yeah, I think that there's actually one of the people who has been coming to dips um, for a while just shared with me the other day that she's gotten herself off antidepressants, which was a pretty massive thing because that was me a year ago. I was on quite a few um, prescription anti-anxiety and sleeping tablets and I got myself off them completely, hence why I'm changing careers to become a breathwork facilitator (laughs) all time. Um, But yeah, I think it's having a massive impact on people's mental health because yeah, one of the girls actually did share that about a week ago. She's gotten herself off everything. So it's just, but it's all about Oh, how do I explain it? It's all about putting yourself into those stressful conditions where you're doing the cold water. You're, you're actually, like I said, you're pushing past your conditioning. So you're t- telling your body you can deal with stress better. So it kind of makes sense that people are getting themselves off antidepressants and feeling happy because you're, yeah, you're pushing past the conditioning that's telling you to be stressed about something. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you're sitting in the discomfort of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're taking that into their normal everyday life, life yeah. and they're you know able to sort of work amongst those situations a little bit better no that makes perfect sense yeah not only that like exposing your body to cold water consistently just reducing the inflammation in your body where you're not so tense you know all the time Mm. well we do know that from footy as well right you know i'm sure back in the days and you were playing as well sean it was the the early morning cold water sessions after a game and after training chris is a big fan of the night crew well, yeah, it's, uh, I always found it ironic at local football and there's that culture of going down to the beach at 10 a.m. on a Sunday and getting in the freezing cold water to help your recovery when you've you know, been to the nightclub until 5 in the morning and had 25 vodka raspberries. Um, <laughs> not sure it's going to have the same effect. I've done that a few times. Looking at you, JY. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, no, there is obviously, as you touched on, mate, quite a bit of research and science of the benefits the cold water therapy has and, and there are, you know, populations of people that are spreading this message and that swear by it as a recovery strategy and you know an overall wellness strategy which is awesome and it's funny originally i think it was more of a physical recovery strategy like it was sort of seen as like like we just said like for footballers and for athletes and people who needed to you know look after their muscles or look after their bodies now it's become this mental mindset thing and um, has evolved over time. So people like Wim Hof do deserve a lot of credit for bringing that into the, I guess, the mainstream. Well, do you guys have any advice for people who maybe don't want to go to the beach but still want to try cold water therapy? Do they need to have a bin filled with ice or can I they? think just cold showers. Yeah. If you can just have 15 seconds then, th- actually someone said to me, I think maybe was it you, someone said to me to put on your loudest, most hectic, like, dance song and get in the shower for as long as you can and each time get yourself to a further spot until yep. you're doing the whole song. That's the way to do it. That's, and you can always, the best part, don't just get into a cold shower, have a hot shower and then turn it to cold. Yeah. And just tell yourself you have to be in there for a certain amount of time. Do you guys cold shower as well? Is it Every shower I have, I finish it cold. cold. Nice, nice. How long do you normally get? Is it the same thing, like a whole song or...? To be honest, cold showers, now I just... Do once I turn it on cold, I just flip my body around in the shower and I get out. I don't actually do very long, but I also go on the ocean every day. Yeah, you definitely get used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it make it harder though going from hot to cold rather than going straight into cold? Mm, no, hot, nah. hot to cold's way easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Way easier. Right. Okay. I don't know why though. Yeah, it definitely is easier though. Yeah, right. But also, like I've noticed, 
since doing because I've done cold water therapy consistently for a year now even in summer I was we were doing ice baths mm -hmm. we bought an ice bath and we just take turns of taking it to someone's house and everyone nice. brings a bag of ice nice. and um and but I don't I don't get as cold anymore like in winter I didn't wear as many jackets like I actually think that my brown fat is more active in my body and keeping me warm up because people are always like you must be cold and I'm like no I'm not Mm -hmm. It's so it just improves everything. Like if you don't do cold showers and you don't get in the cold water, you're doing yourself a dishonor. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, we can no, we can tell how adamant you guys are for it, and I think you know if the listeners don't leave listening to this podcast without sort of some sense of urgency in getting in cold water, or you know, I guess you guys can uh, chat to them then. But um, yeah, do you wear like I'm a huge um, fan of the cold showers, and I do do them myself. Um, I've been doing them for. Oh, on properly for the last six weeks. Yep. Um, before that, it was on and off. But I, I can't begin to sort of explain how much it starts my day on the right track. And, you know, I used to reach for a coffee or, you know, try to get up and get down the street to a cafe as soon as possible. The cold shower has completely replaced that. Nice. And being able to get up and just sort of jump in there. Chris, I don't know if you do any sort of cold showers. Look, I haven't. I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty alone on this time. <laughs> You're left out, yeah. Um, but I'm definitely gonna, yeah, tomorrow morning. This is, this is a top of my to-do list now. I'll <laughs> just see what it's all about. Right. And they yeah. do say, I think it's six, how long is it? Six to eight weeks to start to form a habit. Mm -hmm. um, and I do believe, you know, the first couple of times that people jump into the cold showers or into the water, it's, there is a lot of resistance. There's so it, much resistance. It doesn't, it's not something that's gonna happen overnight. Parts of your body actually burn. Like my, when I get into an ice bath now, my little pinky for some reason just burns every time. Like it's really painful sometimes. Is there any, like, is there any potential danger in going too cold? Does anybody? It, okay, so if you have, I think it's heart conditions. Um, mm, there's a few There's a few things that you shouldn't do it with. If you have heart conditions, uh, if you're, there's a certain anxiety. Mm, I don't know exactly what they are, but they Definitely are. Heart they conditions. are. It's heart conditions yeah. and. Yeah, I don't know about the other one. Put that disclaimer in the notes just before <laughs> anybody starts rushing yeah. to the beach. But uh, yeah, well, so we're heading into summer, so the water's getting warmer and warmer. Do you find how are you going to put up with more than eighty-five people once summer starts? What's the plan here? Well, to be honest, I think we're going to get some big blow-up pools and just get everyone to bring a bag of ice down and just pop it in the pool and then still make it a community thing so that yep. they get the ice on the way and then just get everyone into ice baths. Yeah. Yep. And then make it a bit more. Have you seen cool, too cool to be Con cool to be conscious on the Gold Coast? No. Oh, you should follow them. They're sick. I love them. Um, but they do that kind of thing. They get like big ice baths and they have big speakers and they run massive breath work. They have like full day events, but they're also really locked down. So. <laughs> um, so to set all this up, is it just the two of you or do you have anybody who helps you? Do the people who come along sort of play a part in running everything or it's pretty much the two of us um sean's girlfriend tatiana helps us a lot yeah and then we've got some og like some of our best like some of our really close friends who have been there every week yeah. um who help us as well but that's pretty but everyone's, much everyone's like-minded so that, that's the amazing part of it yeah. everyone's helpful um everyone just wants to help yeah. Which is amazing. Like yesterday we ran a community morning and we had two of the people within our community run boxing to raise money for an orphanage and then I ran a breathwork class and so like they offered their time to raise the money for the orphanage so it could be like a community thing and then I did the breathwork and then 
we did a beach clean up and and a cold dip after. Yeah, and a cold dip after. So like everyone was kind. Of, we needed a few people on board to kind of like have be the bin bag people and all mm. that kind of stuff, and everyone just pulls together. But that's the beauty of a community. Like no one's being paid to be there. It's like we're all there because we just all want to hang out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everything's free. Everything's free. Everything's yeah. Free. I think that sense of community is something that has it's probably been lost quite a lot in the last eighteen months. You know, we've all been separated from our family and our friends and our workplaces and our sporting groups and all that sort of stuff and. I suppose that's probably one of the reasons why I would imagine that you guys have boomed so much with this sort of physical dips is that people want that. You know, they want that after a really shit 18 months. It's really cool yeah. to be connecting with people that have the same, yeah, like-minded, like you said, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think one thing from my point of view is I, um, yeah, I've recently moved down to, to south of the city in the last sort of couple of years and, you know, the beach for me was always something that, you know, I love to go on holidays, but it was never at my doorstep living north of the city. Um, and I found, look, definitely, to be honest, not over the last three months, not in winter, but I think that's going to change after this chat today, but, um, you know, probably the six months prior to that in, in the warmer weather, getting into the ocean was just one of the best things that I could possibly do for my mental health. I found that it's something that you get into the ocean and you can't take your phone and you're not distracted by anything else and there's no notifications and any other stress that, get, that is happening in your life. It literally is just forced to stop. Right. Um, and that's without yeah, so the icy cold waters that I probably haven't been brave enough to, to get in the last couple of months, but I'm definitely keen to change that. Um, but I found it was just just like incredible. It was just you know two or three times a week for me getting in the water when it was warmer, albeit for yeah, five or 10 minutes or maybe 15 or 20 or whatever the case may be. And you just shut the world out. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the benefits of just the, your mindset and the decreased stress that I get after that was, yeah, it was sensational, which is why I can see, you know, obviously how popular this has become for you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, for me personally, one of my favorite moments is when it's clear water, so not when the water's like brown and murky after the rain, but when the water's clear at Elwood and you dive under the water and I do like three or four, when it's freezing cold, you do like three or four just like swims under the water and it's like you're in a whole nother dimension. Like it's the most calming thing because you're in the cold water. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I think it's magical. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You can't, you don't have any distractions in that. Hmm. I think Very it's also, nice. yeah, it's that challenge, not just like how long you can last the water, but you mentioned, you know, leaving your phone. It's like how we're glued to phones and glued to socials and all this sort of thing. And then to be able to put yourself in such a primal environment and actually like challenge yourself to remain there with, you know, no distractions, free of, you know, all the stresses and all the problems of your world. I think that's what I find the most fun when I have done things like this in the past. It's, you know, it's sitting there and going, okay, five more minutes. And then five more minutes becomes 10 more minutes. And suddenly you realize you can stay there longer than you thought. Well, it taps into your animal instincts. That's exactly what it does. That's why we're so conditioned to think that we need to be warm all the time and the cold water's bad and it's scary and it's uncomfortable, but it's it's deep in our nature that we should be cold and we can regulate our, like we can regulate our temperature in the water and become, it's like you find equilibrium after you've spent a certain amount of time in there and you just feel amazing. It's no longer painful. It's like euphoric because it's like pushing past your conditioning mm. and finding like your animal instincts. Mm-hmm. You just look like a weapon too. You do. Like everybody else on the beach is sitting there just being like, look at these guys. Right. Like, how are they doing that? You do, <laughs> like in the middle of winter, we would be walking in and people, just before we made, before we came up with the community idea, we'd be walking in and people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, oh, and sometimes getting out of the water in winter is more painful than being in the water because the sand is actually like, minus one degree and the water's like what eight degrees it's actually more painful when you get out mm-hmm. but yeah you feel like a boss um one thing that i'd be curious to know is i'm sure i mean for me if i was to see this group of 60 or 80 people that are complete strangers I'm like that is such a cool thing but i 
I know that an old person would be like, well, to me, to go to a beach and, and introduce yourself to 60 or 70 or 80 strangers at 6 in the morning on a Wednesday before work, for example, is quite an intimidating thing, despite the fact that you're clearly two very lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to those people that there's a reluctance or a hesitance if they're not bring, being brought by a friend or a family member to just come in and join you know, a group of random people and introduce themselves? Well, first things first, we're so welcoming. <laughs> we're so welcoming. Um, just come say hi. We've, we've got a photo of the two of us, so if someone just come, wants to come down and say hi, or even just message us and pre-warn us yeah. that you're feeling uncomfortable, like if someone was coming down. Actually, we get that a bit. Yeah, we do get that. Yeah, we get that a bit, saying I'm nervous about coming down, or right. do you guys do public speaking, because that's our worst thing. And that's right. It is normal to be nervous, too, about going into something like that, but um, calm down is just so welcoming. You also have to realise that you're coming down to the beach to get into the cold water with a bunch of people who are just as weird about wanting to get into the water. <laughs> so, like, you're already on that. Like, you already are aligned in some way with us. You're all in it together. You're yeah. for the same reason. Exactly. That's spot on. It's funny. It's, you know, you say you're so welcoming. And this is one of the things I love most about Sean. And for all the listeners out there, Sean's a very, very close my close friend of mine, has been for a long time. Shawnee, like me, we're both covered in tattoos, and uh, I can only imagine the looks on some of the faces of the people who come down and see this quite, uh, quite beefy, buff-looking man just head to toe in tats. Has anybody ever commented on that before? Just to just to sort of say, how are you so nice and welcoming and kind? Well, that's what I look for. So that's, that's what I look for. Like you don't judge someone just based on their looks. Yeah. Right. Um, I think, yeah, everyone should be at that point in their life where they don't judge someone by, by their looks. Yeah, great answer. Yeah. No good answer. Because you do walk with Sean in the street sometimes and people, and he'll always be like, hello, and you receive him. Like, oh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> like, he is. You can't judge a book by its cover. No, exactly right. Yeah. Cool. Um, one thing that we wanted to also touch on is, apart from the dips, what um, sort of other strategies did you guys have yourself um, to manage your mental health in lockdown. Um, obviously, the dips did help a lot and did help a lot of people, but did you guys have any other sort of methods that you use to look after stress, anxiety? Um, think things such as just getting your daily steps in. Um, bone broth. <laughs> bone broth's been massive for us. Um, it's the first thing I start my day with. Or we, I do um, breathing every morning, the other part of the Wim Hof Method. I became obsessed with that last year and hence becoming a breathwork facilitator now. That really helped my, that really helped my mental health a lot. And we both practice that every day. Mm-hmm. Sean does it as soon as he wakes up in the morning. He does four rounds and I do it later on in the day um, because I don't like doing it first thing in the morning because I fall back asleep. But yeah, breathwork was a massive part I think of our staying sane in lockdown. When you say breath work, do you, you talk like similar to meditation sort of style? Do you, how long for? How do you sort of set it up? So I became obsessed with the Wim Hof method last year, which is like I guess it's a meditation, but it's not a medit. Uh, it's not meditation. It is a meditation in the sense that it's meditative, I guess. But it's actually. Um, Basically, it's like 30 to 40 really deep, big, aggressive inhalations, um, which is over-oxygenating your body and getting your sympathetic nervous system up and running, and then holding your breath and retaining, like holding your breath for as long as you can. And once you hit a minute and 30 seconds, you're relaxing into your parasympathetic response. So you're training your body to deal with stress. Again, like the cold water, you're pushing past your conditioning, saying um, you can't hold your breath. And because you've 
I don't know how to explain it. Actually, I shouldn't know how to explain it, but that's my best job right now. <laughs> but basically, yeah, the, that is the Wim Hof Method breath work that we both became obsessed with last year as well. Um, and it's probably like half an hour, like four or five rounds in the morning. Mm-hmm. And is there, so is there like a method that we can, you know, our listeners can Google or is it an app that you can use? Or I how can link you a YouTube video that's a free YouTube video. Yeah. Um, it goes for 40 minutes. If, yeah. if they can start doing that first thing in the morning, like take yourself out of bed, mm. unless you're like Sean and you can just deal with it being in bed. I can't do it in bed because I fall back asleep. But you take yourself to a nice spot, lay down before you eat anything, before you have any coffee or anything like that. Um, and just follow the guide on the breathwork video and you won't have a bad day. <laughs> we'll whack a link up in the show notes for yeah, that. Um, you mentioned bone broth, Sean. What's the, what's the deal with bone broth, man? Can you elaborate? So bone broth, what can I say about bone broth? It's just um, an amazing day to start your day with. You know, it's got your vitamin D in there, um, all your, your healthy collagen for your gut. Uh, everything starts in the gut. I think Jimmy knows that, you know that. Um, yeah, what else can we say about bone broth? Bone broth is just... I don't know, it helped my skin heaps. That's why I started taking it. Sean, actually, I just kind of listen to anything Sean tells me to do. Sean just tells me that's <laughs> something and I just start doing it quite obsessively. Um, and bone broth has helped my skin and my hair. And it just kind of... I mean, they say that all of your hormones are made in your gut and your brain, right? But your gut is more responsible for... I don't know. I wasn't expecting mm. to talk about bone broth. But, um, <laughs> but they say that so many of your hormones are made in your gut so then like honoring your gut health and having something that's nutritious first thing i guess helps with your mood i mean it helps us with our mood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you said like vitamin d is something that we actually scarcely get in our diets and right. you know sunlight is the biggest contributor in vitamin d unfortunately living in victoria where we don't get the sunlight exposure that we generally need to right. and things like bone broth very recently have been discovered or sorry have been researched heavily and found to increase that especially through the way it's digested so you know there there would be a very 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 strong link with mood and the absorption of that vitamin d Mm -hmm. um i know bone broth pretty well through ex-bulldog superstar dale morris after he'd done his knee a couple of times his wife was uh making him bone broth every morning to get him back up and playing footy and he was told he'd never play again and he actually managed to get on the field for I think he got on there for 25 minutes before he did his knee again but it was a miracle that he did get on the field and he to this day still attributes it to his wife's bone broth Um, do you get a particular bone broth in um, so I use the the best of bone yep Um, is that a powdered one or it's a concentrate yep to concentrate yeah cool it's like a thick paste yeah right. it takes a while to get used to the flavor but once you're there it's quite soothing yeah <laughs> right yeah they all come there's heaps of different sort of like methods of it i remember they used to be like it was almost like a little powder yeah. form that i used to try yeah so you're just watering this down and like drinking it or are you putting it in your cooking or your meals as well or you can do both yeah you can do both yeah like a stock. I'm doing it in the morning just with water. Just yeah, a bit of warm water. I just yeah. warm water. Can't do hot water. water. We learned that halfway through taking it. Can't yeah. do boiling water. Has to just be warm. Otherwise it boils the... What does it do? Just... Uh, oh, it does something. It gets rid of the... It changes one of the things from something to... Uh, I don't know. Changes something in the molecular levels. Okay. Warm water, not so boiling. So warm water, water, not boiling. Not boiling water. water. So yeah. if you're listening to this, warm water only in the bone broth. <laughs> okay. 
Um, you touched on gratitude, Ella, I think earlier, um, and that's something that you guys practice in, in the dips and, you know, you guys get in the circle. I'd love to hear, you know, both you, Ella and Sean, both your thoughts on, on gratitude, how you guys incorporate that into your daily life and the role it has in our sort of mental health and wellbeing. Well, I, I got a, I've actually got a health science background, so I learned about gratitude in uni and we had a gratitude book where each morning we had to, or each week we had to share um, five or six things that we were grateful for and that just that, that it just changed like my mindset so much um, yeah for me personally I started doing a gratitude journal last year when I wasn't really grateful for anything and I quite literally just journaled the things that I thought I was grateful for until all of a sudden all I feel is gratitude towards every single thing in my life <laughs> so I just kind of faked it until all of a sudden that was what I was experiencing right. in everything at the, at the moment before i pick my phone up every morning i tell myself in my head three things that i'm grateful for that's I, a, I journal it every that's time a massive habit for me at the moment do they tend to be the same sort of three things is there a common theme there sean or are these sort of little uh, things that you pick out sort of every day it's just depending what what's happening in my life at the moment yeah cool yeah awesome i've um the first time in my life this year i gave myself a new year's resolution and that was at the end of every day to write down three good things that happened that right. day um, we've spoken a little bit about gratitude. It's something that yeah, James and I have sort of picked up from from Resilience Project. You've been talks a lot about that in, in terms right. of managing your mental health and our happiness and this whole, you know, if I get this, I'll be happy, or when this happens, I'll be happy mentality that so many of us have. And it's like, well, happiness comes from being happy with the things that we already exactly. have, and we've already got so many good things in our life. Right. Exactly. Um, sometimes it's harder than others to actually figure out what they are. But I know for me, um, yeah, every day this year would have got to the end of October uh, without fail of. Put it just in the notes on my phone yep. three good things that happened that day and they might be you know very very small or really really big good things but it does it ends my day on a really positive note um because yeah there, there's so much good that's happening in our life and it's so much it's so easy to focus on the bad stuff like i think we've all got this ingrained negativity bias which adds into our stress response and probably you know historically keeps us safe and you know keeps us alive and all those sort of things but it's keeps us alive but it's slowly killing us now exactly right yeah, yeah. spot on <laughs> like um, if you don't know how to control it it will kill you mm-hmm. your stress response not being able to regulate your nervous system will get you yeah anyway yeah so i think that, that concept of yeah probably being vulnerable with with you know 80 strangers on a beach in cold water and in, in the morning and, and talking about the things that you're grateful for i think that does that just really resonated with me because um, i know that's something that's helped me a hell of a lot um, just practicing that for a couple of minutes on a daily basis. And have you found that when you write them down, even the days when you're feeling like there's not, it's not as easy to write three things down, you can kind of look back at the other days and you're yeah. like, like, yeah, that was like a yeah. really good moment or that was a really good day or like, you know, you just kind of remember another nice thing that happened? It's a nice little journal from time to time. I'll just scroll back and be like, oh yeah, that's right. This <laughs> happened on this day and how yeah. cool was that? And you just sort of forget about it. And it just, it does, it changes your mood. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Journaling full stop changed my mood. Like about being grateful and about... Um, so I started by just doing the gratitude things and then I would write down three ways I showed up for myself that day and three ways things that I wanted to change. And then I could just like hope to see every day if I was, if I wanted to change the same thing every day, it's kind of like I'm holding myself accountable rather than just like talking about it. I can be like, oh, look, for a week I've wanted to not be on my phone for the first hour of a day and I still haven't done that. So yeah, I think journaling and practicing gratitude is something really important and it's, for Yeah, it like... Even encouraging people to start trying journaling, I find you get resistance just like the cold water. A lot of people, they they start with that sort of like... It's because journaling is like hoo-ha, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, dear diary, it's like, no, you're showing up for yourself. (laughs) It's it's because we've been indoctrinated to believe that like journaling is like a little 
princessy whatever thing when really yeah. it's just a really good way to hold yourself accountable yeah when you say show up for yourself Ella, what do you mean by that i mean hold yourself accountable for stuff oh i don't know what do i mean by that like so that you know okay so for me showing up for myself each day means i have to at the end of my day, I write down if I've read my... T- I've had me time, pretty much. I've read my 10 pages of my book. I've done my breath work. I've had my cold shower. Or So I show up for myself by making sure that those are the things that I'm doing each day so that I know that I'm being my best self. So prioritizing looking after yourself. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, I like that term, actually. I'm going to steal that. Show up for Copyright. Yourself. Copyright. Let's steal black. I'm going to start throwing that around. Um... Yeah, what's what's the future hold for Feel Good Hood? You guys spoke about that you wanted to start up a wellness studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded pretty cool from what you were explaining before with saunas and all these sort of things. Um, tell us a little bit more about all that. We just want it to be a one-stop wellness shop. So we don't know, we don't have a physical date right now. So we're just working on the community and seeing what happens in Melbourne over the next couple of months. Um, but with time, we want to have just your one-stop feel-good place. So everything from like tanning and obviously beauty to like we wanted to have like a mind, like mental coach there, maybe like a Reiki therapist. Like we just want to have all things hoo-ha and not hoo-ha that make you feel good. Like the things that, you know, an athlete might come for the muscle recovery, ice bath side of it, but then realize that if they get their neck in and not just stand with their legs in, then they can, you know, get their vagus nerve in and start dealing with stress better in their life and so we just want to educate people we want to empower people to understand mind body connection. yeah this like to honor their mind body connection a little bit more we want to have like a one-stop shop that kind of is wow this sounds really lame but like a cool place <laughs> to hang out so it's not just like your standard wellness center or like your yoga mm. where it's all playing like relaxing music even though i will be there with my sound bowls <laughs> um, we want it to be like a bit more of a vibe and a little bit more of like a place that we would want to go and spend time yep said sound bowls you're talking like the, yeah, the, the tibetan singing bowls the big crystal ones oh cool yeah. okay yeah sick so, oh, well, i'll definitely be there for them they're awesome well wednesday morning 6am i do sound bowls and breath work before the day we, we just gotta try to get chris down he's, he's the tough one <laughs> what yeah. what plans do you actually have at 6am on a wednesday morning that is more important that's what so i say to chris. what i was doing at 6am this wednesday that's morning. what i say to chris yeah, every week so I'll share this with the listeners. At 6 a.m. this Wednesday morning, so what are we, Monday, so four days ago, I was at the front of James's place to pick him up to come to Feel Good Dips. And he oh. didn't answer his phone because he slept in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Nash, to be brutally honest with you, probably comes back to my previous question as to, at that stage, I was planning to come with a mate to something that he told me about that I sounded was really cool and I was like, look, James has ditched me, he slept in. Do I really feel like I want to meet 80 people by myself at 6 a.m. on a Wednesday morning? And to be brutally honest, I bitched out and I didn't and I got scared. <laughs> so that's why I didn't come. Um, so that's what I was doing. Um, that makes sense because yeah. you meet Tommy. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> I said, said Sean a message. I was just like, see you tomorrow, mate. And um, um, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. So yeah, we meet there at 5.50. But if you guys want to come 5.55, you can get a really nice spot right next to the sound bowls. <laughs> Um, um, that's where I want to be. So I mean, what's um? It, now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll sleep in again. What um? Is it always Elwood, or do you guys sort of float around? Where Where do you guys locate? So on Sundays we do Elwood at eight thirty, and on Wednesdays we do Middle Park Beach, end of Armstrong Street at six thirty. Yeah. Or six AM if you want to come do breath work and sound bowls. I noticed as well on Sundays you guys have started doing um, cleanups. 
So that was just yesterday, but we actually were talking about it was really nice to get. I mean, I grew up in Byron, so I used to have take three for the sea every time we left the beach. We'd take yeah, three nice. bits of rubbish, and then I just didn't don't really do it here. I, I didn't really start doing it here, and then we just had an idea one day to just get people involved in doing that. So we might start doing it more often. Yeah. But that was just a yesterday thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was the event we ran yesterday, beach yeah. cleanup. Beach cleanup. But it's important. People have no respect for the yeah. environment. It's wild. Like we went before we did breath work yesterday. I went and picked up a whole nother bag of rubbish stuff. People had just left like their cheese packets and their wine bottles. It's like, mm-hmm. what kind of people do that? What kind of people do that in the middle of a park? Like if you do that, I'm sorry, you're not a nice person. <laughs> people who wouldn't come to feel good dips yeah. do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I think that that's, again, it's sort of in that giving back to the community as well sort of aspect. You know, we're, we're out here trying to look after our mental health. And I think that's a huge sort of... Um, help in that and yeah. I love that you guys are doing that and I think that that's definitely something you should keep up all right yeah the clean up maybe Wednesdays will be breath work and Sundays will be clean up before mm. I like it yeah. I like it and is the boxing going to be a, a bit of a fixture coming up or was that a one-off well that was a bit of a hit people liked that, that. Was a bit of a hit, hit. yeah hey yeah. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. unintentional but well done buddy yeah. <laughs> um yeah we might keep, I don't know it was, it was quite nice to have an activity before it's nice we might do it every couple of weeks probably not every week no because I don't reckon they want to do it every week things can get stale yeah yeah Yeah. when when you guys do open the studio are the dips going to continue is that going to be something that happens whilst the studio is running I don't think we can ever stop dips now yeah (laughs) Yeah, we can't stop dips I don't think we can ever stop dips now coming into the summer lockdown ending you guys 85 is going to become 185 pretty quick I'm currently I've got my Wednesdays just free no clients in the morning Um, just keep, keep it away for dips keep it away for dips Sorry. Yeah, I do that now too. I've literally got no plans until two o'clock. I start work at two o'clock on Wednesdays now, so I can just keep the whole morning. Just because yeah, nice. sometimes coffee takes a really long time. It does. Yeah, especially eighty-five people ordering. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you have a shout out for a particular coffee shop or Jack the Geezer in Elwood and Plain Sailing? Oh no, Jack the Geezer in Middle Park and Plain, Plain Sailing, Sailing in Elwood. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Plain Sailing actually do an unreal mushroom toasty. Mushroom toasty. Like, <sighs> It's, okay. it's out of this world. Okay, we'll have to throw that on the yeah. on the list of uh, things to go for. Have you guys dropped by Combi after a session, maybe for a smoothie? Or it's got, sure sure. it's got a lot of short about it. <laughs> I had a blueberry muffin from there on the weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> it was good. We actually split up evenly between Combi and plain sailing on a Sunday. Most of our crews like we do go half half, and they kind of meet in the middle. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Combi's an elder institution, so. Big fans of the podcast, Combi. Shout out to them. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Been a really good chat, guys. Clearly, you two are super passionate about what you're doing. Clearly, you're doing awesome things for the community. And, yeah, I mean, some of those stories, like you said, you know, people coming off antidepressants, for example, because they're getting involved with the dips and people that are just getting... And also making sort of friends, stuff, I like, think. Making friends, building that community. Like, just this whole feel-good concept after what a shit time we've had for a couple of years is so important. So you guys are, yeah... Really doing incredible stuff. I can't wait to come down and check it out for myself. Um, been brilliant, yeah. Having a chat, having you two on. It's been, yeah, been fantastic. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep making people feel good. We'll see you Wednesday morning. We'll see you Wednesday morning at 5.55. <laughs> you will. Don't you worry. Thank sure, you, Bella. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thanks.